To rephrase Heads Get Made's co-host Paul Shear, hello people of Earth, and hello Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness. Huge hats off to all those medical workers trying to combat the Omicron COVID-19 variant. Now, before I forget, I begin, I have a little bit of a PSA to announce. Join WKKL and modern rock cover band Little Star at Katoot Center for the Arts on Monday, December 13th, 2021 for an evening of socialization and music, as well as introducing the very first inductees into WKKL's Hall of Fame. A portion of the proceeds will benefit Cape Cod Community College's student-run radio station 90.7 WKKL. For more information, visit www.capecod.edu, www.artsonthecape.org, or www.wkklfm. Hope to see you there. Anyways, moving on. Happy 8th birthday today to Ariel Engelman of Avon, Indiana. Happy birthday, Ari. I hope you like your gifts. She shares her birthday with the late movie actor Kirk Douglas, Dame Judi Dench, Opie Soares, who turns nine, actor Donnie Osmond, and Felicity Hoffman. Now, confession time. And I kind of forgot to mention this over Facebook Live in the airwaves early today. Today is also the birthday of Howard Service co-founder Sasha McNamara, where's her husband John, the other Howard Service co-founder, has his birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday! C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and another 2005 film that I'll be talking about very shortly, made their debuts on this day 16 years ago. Today is also the debut date for the 2011 films The Sitter, New Year's Eve, The Descendants, and We Need to Talk About Kevin. Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested that I talk about Ang Lee's Oscar-winning romance film, Brokeback Mountain, which was released on this day exactly 16 years ago on December 9, 2005. Adapted from Annie Pro's 1997 short story, the $178 million worldwide grossing film stars the late Heath Ledger, Jake Elon Hule, Anne Hathaway, Jake Elon and Michelle Williams, whom would later have a daughter with her then-fiancé, Ledger. But unfortunately, well, the world knows what happened to Ledger in 2008. It focused on the complicated emotional and sexual relationship between American cowboys Jack Twiston and Estelle Mar from the American West from 1963 to 1983. It was up for Best Picture, which a controversy lost to Crash, and won three awards for Best Director, Best Original Score, and Best Adapted Screenplay. According to Wikipedia, it has been regarded as a turning point for the advancement of queer cinema into the mainstream. Now, I have a little bit of a confession to make. Last week when I mentioned Joe Mallow and Nicholas Holt have birthdays December 7th, I kind of forgot someone else. Now, Joe and Nicholas not only shared their birthday with recent new dad, Aaron Carter, but also they also share their birthday with Bobby O'Brien. Bobby O'Brien just turned a year old on Tuesday. Happy belated birthday!
Your birthday CD will uh, be a little bit late. Can't wait to meet you shortly. David Yates, Molly Laughlin, actress Anna Sophia Robb, the late rock singer Jim Morrison, and rapper Nicki Minaj blew up birthday candles yesterday. Tomorrow marks what would have been Winter the Dolphins' 16th rescue and anniversary. Her perseverance and story continues to inspire millions, even though she is no longer here. The world and your CMA friends miss you, Winter. But I'm sure you're bossing your foster mother, Panama, most likely your real mother, and all your heavenly friends, and stealing their fish up there. Hashtag Winter Inspires Forever. Saturday marks the 11th anniversary of Hope the Dolphins Rescue, and believe it or not, Rita Moreno's 90th birthday. Elizabeth Leader Smith, Toa Stockman, who turns eight and lives in Japan with his parents and sister, Dakota, and Joe Zide have birthdays no- December 14th. Catherine Donovan and actor Charlie Cox get to eat birthday cake December 15th. December 15th marks the debut for Dude, Where's My Car? The Emperor's New Groove, Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> and What Women Want, along with 2004's Million Dollar Baby, 1995's Jumanji, Sabrina Remake, and Heat, 1994's Young Frankenstein, 1990, 1978's Superman, 2017's Ferdinand and Star Wars The Last Jedi, 1993's Schindler's List, and 2006's Charlotte's Web and The Pursuit of Happiness. Now, to rephrase the classic Night Before Christmas poem start, "'Twas a few weeks before Christmas, and all through the, the-, the nation's theater house, is barely a film was sterling, except for reigning family-friendly Encanto from the House of the Mouse, is... With no major releases, the new Omricant variant making headlines and folks rushing to shop for the looming headlines, the looming holidays, Disney's Encanto once again finished in the top spot with $12.7 million in a super snoozy sophomore outing. Call it the calm before the holiday movie storm. After two weeks, its domestic total is just under $58 million, and it's made $58.1 million overseas, bringing its worldwide haul to $116.1 million. It will arrive on Disney Plus after its 30-day theatrical exclusive window closes before the end of the month. It should easily become 2001's highest-grossing animated film before then, though. Finishing the runner-up spot yet again, with Sony Ghostbusters Afterlife with $10.4 million. After three weeks, it finally pushed past the $100 million mark, landing at $102.2 million domestically with $42.9 million overseas. Its global total is now $141.1 million. In third place, also again, was the House of Gucci, which racked up... $6.8 million in its sophomore frame. The R-rated drama tracing the downfall of the renowned Italian fashion dynasty will have a tough time getting past its $75 million budget. To date, the Ridley Scott-directed film has pulled in 
36.6 million both domestically and overseas, beholding its worldwide box office haul at 67.2 million. Speaking of Ridley Scott, his other 2021 film, the historical drama The Last Duel, starring Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and Ben Affleck, which wasn't exactly a huge hit in theaters, comes to DVD on December 14th. In the, in the 10.5 million earner, in 14th century France, Knight Jean de Carros challenges his former friend and squire, Jacques Legris, to a judicial duel after Jean's wife, Marguerite, accuses Jacques of rape. According to the Internet Movie Database for Encanto, one of the kids is having co- a cup of coffee during the family madrigal number when they're getting all excited to see Mirabel. He states it's impossible to rock, relax. Then Mirabel takes his cup and says, that's why coffee's for grown-up. But not in Colombia, isn't. In fact, coffee in the morning is traditional for kids in Colombia and other European and South American cultures. Alas, the political world is still mourning the loss of 98-year-old attorney, politician, and former Republican leader of the Senate, Bob Dole, who passed away December 5th. Political figures are paying their respect to him as his body lies in state at the Capitol. And sadly, famed trailblazing Italian filmmaker Lena Wertmuller, the very first woman to be nominated for Best Director at the Academy Awards, from 1975, Seven Beauties passed away today at age of 93. So sad. But in better news, EW.com revealed this afternoon Kelly McCreary and husband Pete Chapman have welcomed their first child, daughter Indigo Ren Chapman. Speaking exclusively to people, the Grey's Anatomy star 40 opened up about the birth of their daughter, who arrived several weeks early. The emotional but overpowering, empowering roller coaster that is motherhood, and getting back to work in time for the ABC medical drama's mid-season finale. We have planned a lovely, intimate home birth, but my bag of waters broke several weeks early, so I wound up delivering in the hospital. Says McCreary, who gave birth to her baby girl on Sunday, August third, in Los Angeles. Like many birthing people, about the only thing that went according to our birth plan was that the baby came out. I was just so relieved that we both made it through safely. Indigo had to spend some time in the NICU to finish cooking, but fortunately there were no other complications. She is home and healthy, she adds. 34-year-old The Challenge All-Stars contestant Casey Cooper, who is also expecting her first child in March 2022, tied the knot with her husband Kyle earlier this week. And two months after... Marrying celeb hairdresser Mark Hampton, Adam's family star Christina Ricci just got her second visit from the stork yesterday morning. Their baby girl, Cleopatra Ricci Hampton, made Ricci's seven-year-old son Freddie with ex-James Hearden a big brother. Congrats to all. Big news, Marvel fans. Shang-Chi, the kung fu-using star of the $432 million grossing blockbuster Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is returning. 
It was announced earlier this week the film is getting a sequel with the director returning. No surprise there with all that cash. We have some insight as to when the Avatar, what the Avatar sequels will be centering on. ComingSoon.net announced this afternoon in a recent interview with Total Film, Avatar 2 producer John Lando has finally revealed the first plot details about James Cameron's long-delayed Avatar sequels. He confirmed the upcoming installments will mainly center on Jake and Aetiri's family and their efforts to protect their children from the return of the RDA mining operation to Pandora. I think the story of Avatar 2 and the strength of the story is what Jim Cameron always does in any of his movies. He writes in universal themes that are bigger than any one genre. Landau explained via Games Radar. And if you think about this, there's really no more universal theme than family. At the center of each of our sequels is the Sully family. What are the dynamics that parents go through that parents go through to protect their family? Said over a decade, said after over a decade, Avatar 2 will follow the next chapter in the lives of Sam Worthington's Jakes and Zoe Saldana's Neytiri, as they now have become parents. Their family's happy and peaceful life will suddenly get upended with the return of the RDA mining operations to Pandora, who in the first film were defeated and sent back to Earth. Because of this, it forces Jake to take his family to what is perceived as a safe harbor at the reef. And when you get to the reef, there's a clan we call the Mekayina, continues Landau. The Sullys are no longer in the environment that they know, the rainforest. They become the fish out of water. They become the fish out of the water, both culturally and just environmentally. Attention Sonic the Movie fans. CinemaBlend.com revealed Monday, despite, he'll, despite facing both Jim Carrey's insane Dr. Robotnik and Idris Elba's Knuckles the Enchida in his Sonic the Movie sequel, Ben Schwartz's Tidal Speedy, Blue anthropomorphic hero will have some help from a long, from longtime alley two-tailed fox Miles Tails Prower. The site said it has been confirmed that Colleen O'Shaughnessy is back to voicing is back to voice the role in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Colleen O'Shaughnessy has been voicing Tails in the Sonic the Hedgehog video game since 2014, and she briefly cameoed as the cameo as the character in the Sonic the Hedgehog movies and credit scene. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which dropped its first poster yesterday and its trailer comes out tonight, dashes into theaters on April 8th, 2022. On the subject of anticipated 2022 sequels, the teaser trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, the sequel to 2018's Oscar-winning Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Dropped December 4th, and fans went nuts. Since part one is in the title, that means Shamiak Moore's Miles Morales will having, be having three adventures involving other spider people from different realities. Aside from meeting Oscar Isaac's Miguel O'Hara, i.e. Spider-Man 2099, there really is nothing known about the plot at the moment, or the films. It is set to hit theaters on October 7th, 2022. Tom Holland, a.k.a. the current Spider-Man, is going to be trading in his webs 
shooters in spidey shoes suit for tap shoes. CNN.com revealed three days ago in an interview on the red carpet for an event promoting Spider-Man No Way Home in London, Holland casually told reporters, oh, I am playing Fred Astaire. The script came in about a week ago, he says in a video posted by the Associated Press on social media. I haven't read it yet. They haven't given it to me. Holland said producer and former Sony Pictures head Amy Pascal had the script and they had discussed the role. She FaceTimed me earlier. I was in the bath, he said, and we had a lovely FaceTime, but I will be playing Fred Astaire. Pascal told GQ in a recent story about Holland that she wanted the actor for the role of the legendary dancer in a forthcoming biopic. She also said that as far as she is concerned, Holland will play Spider-Man in the films she produces until he no longer wants. Speaking of Spider-Man, while Holland Spidey doesn't exactly crawl out the box office spout with his sequel until next Friday, sorry, lame, itsy-bitsy Spider reference, one of Spidey's longtime foe arrives on DVD with his sequel next Tuesday. That would be Venom with... Venom, Let There Be Carnage, on DVD, December 14th. This theater-exclusive film, which came out October 1st, stars the talents of Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, Michelle Williams, Naomi Harrison, Stephen Graham, and made $483 million in theaters. It's been over a year since the events of Venom, so investigative reporter Eddie Brock is struggling to adjust to life as the host of the brain... I mean, chocolate-devouring, gooey, alien symbiote, Venom. By allowing Venom to inhabit his body, Brock is given superhuman abilities, which allow him to be a secret vigilante. He tries to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, but Cassidy flees prison after a failed execution, and he becomes the host of the symbiote Carnage. The last living alien symbiote. When Carnage and Cassidy team up with a villainous shriek, Brock and Venom are the only ones who can stop them. Oh, speaking of Venom, IGN.com reported yesterday there is a third Venom in the works. I repeat, we are getting a third Venom movie. Celebrate the greatest love story of all with the musical romantic drama West Side Story, in theaters exclusively starting December 10th. The film stars the talents of Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zegler in her feature film debut, Rita Moreno, Ariana DeBois, David Alvarez, and Mike Face. Sixty years ago, in 1961, one of the most beloved romantic musical adaptations, the Oscar-winning West Side Story, snapped its way from the bo- from the Broadway stage to the silver screen. Now, a year after its original release date, curse you, COVID-19, it's time for new generations to be, divi- to be transported into the divided 1950s New York for Steven Spielberg's take on the 1957 play. The streets of 1950 New York are charged with a fierce rivalry between opposing street gangs, the Jets and the Sharks. Despite tension between the two groups, 
young Tony and Maria, each with a connection to one of the gangs, fall madly head over heels in love. Did you know this film marks the first time Spielberg has directed a musical? He previously directed a semi-autobiographical film called Real to Real in the early 1980s, but the project ended up scrapped in the end. The film's December 10th, 2001 release date comes just one day before Rita Moreno's 90th birthday and eight days before Steven Spielberg's 75th. Speaking of musicals, now on DVD is the $15 grosser Dear Evan Hansen. This coming-of-age musical teen drama adapted from the 2015 musical came out Friday, September 24th and stars Ben Platt, Julianne Moore, Amy Adams, Amanda Stenberg, Colton Ryan, and Danny Pino. On the first day of his new school year, high schooler Evan Hansen, who has major social anxiety, who has social anxiety disorder, has a therapeutic self-intended letter taken by classmate Connor Murphy, who at the start of the day signs his arm cast. Sadly, later Connor dies, and his family mistakes the letter as one he wrote when he sent Evan, not wanting to tell them the truth. Evan inserts himself into the boy's history, throwing him into a web of lies and confrontational events. Coming to theaters on December 22nd is the computer-animated jukebox musical comedy Sing 2, starring the talents of Matthew McConaughey, Scarlett Johansson, Reese Witherspoon, Bono, Bobby Cannavale, Nick Kroll, Targan Egerton, Reese Witherspoon, Tori Kelly, Halsey, Pharrell Williams, Leticia Wright, Nick Offerman, and many others. Set two years after the events of Sing of 2016's Sing, Koala Buster Moon and his friends must persuade the elusive rock star Clay Calloway to come out of retirement and join them for the opening of a new musical show. On the subject of musicals, let's take a quick look back at a famous one starring the late, great Debbie Reynolds. April April 11th, 1952's musical comedy, Singing in the Rain. When it first opened, the now famous and beloved film, also starring Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Gene Hagen, only made $12.4 million. Respect. More modest hit for the time, but since then it's been giving legendary statics by modern critics and frequently cited as the best movie musical ever made. It was actually the breakup fa- film for newcomer Reynolds, who was just 19 years old and living at home with her parents when she got the part, and she had to take three buses to get to the studio. According to imdb.com, Reynolds had silch experience dancing before she made the film, and she pointed this out when she was asked to be in it. But Gene Ka- Kelly said he could teach her, just as he'd done with Frank Sinatra from 1945's Anchors Away. Reynolds had been a gymnast, so she wasn't a newbie when it came to physical movement requiring stamina and grace. Ever the trooper, she buckled down and rehearsed all night and day until she could share a dance floor with Kelly and O'Connor, 
without totally humiliating herself. Whatever you do, don't look up. Adam McKay's latest sci-fi comedy film, Don't Look Up, opens in limited theatrical release tomorrow, November, December 10th, before heading to Netflix December 24th. It stars the talents of Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Leonardo DiCaprio, Timothy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Himesh Patel, and many others. Astronomy grad student Kate Diabaski and her professor, Dr. Randall Mindy, make a dis- an amazing discovery of an enormous comet in our orbiting within the solar system. But there are two problems. Problem number one. It's on direct collision path with our planet. And number two, no one really seems to care. Turns out warning mankind about a planet-killing comet, Mount Eversize, is a pretty hard and inconvenient fact to digest. With the help of Dr. Oglethorpe, the duo goes on a media tour that takes them from President Orlean and her son and chief of staff, Jason, to the airwaves of an upbeat morning show. With just six months until the comet strikes, getting the attention of the social media obsessed public before it's too late proves shockingly comical and hard. What will it take the world to just look up? This is only Leonardo DiCaprio's second film since winning an Oscar for 2015's The Revenant. The first happened to be 2019's Once Upon in Time in Hollywood, for which he received an Oscar nomination for. And Jonah Hill and DiCaprio previously starred in The Wolf of Wall Street in 2013 and 2012's Django Unchanged. Now, pregnant Jennifer Lawrence, who debuted her baby bump at the film's premiere early this week, already lined up her next film, and it reunites her with Don't Look Up director Adam McKay. TheVerge.com reported yesterday she will star in the Apple movie Bad Blood about former Thorano CEO Elizabeth Holmes. Based, it's based on former Wall Street Journal reporter John Cario's bestseller Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup. Tackling theaters nationwide December 10th, is the sports drama National Champions, starring Rick Romanois, J.K. Simmons, Christian Chenoweth, Tim Blake Nelson, Lil Ray Howery, Alexander Ludwig, Jeffrey Donovan, and Timothy Oliphant. Just three days before a college football team's national championship... <laughs> just three days before a college football team's national championship game, star quarterback... LaMarcus James and teammate Emmett Sunday spark a player strike, declaring they won't play until all the student athletes are fairly played, are fairly paid. The stakes can be greater with legacies on the line and billions of dollars at risk. With only hours until kickoff, the head coach and various power brokers must race against time to save or destroy the prevailing college athletic system. Streaming to HBO Max December 13th is the documentary 
Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. For 52 years, Grover, Oscar the Grouch, Bert, Ernie, Elmo, and the rest of the Sesame Street Gang has educated and entertained generations of children. But how did the long-running kids program get so popular and find its niche? The film chronicles the backstory of the Chairs Kids show and gets behind the scenes from the artists, writers, producers, and educators who created it. And speaking of HBO Max, the 10-episode revival of Sex and the City, and Just Like That, starring Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Knopf, Kristen Davis, and the late Willie Garrison, debuts today on the streamer. Now on DVD is director, star, producers Clint Eastwood's neo-western drama Cry Macho, also starring Dwight Yoakam, Yoakam and Eduardo Manette, and based on an adapter from N. Richard Nash's 1975 novel, the same name. In the September release, which underperformed with just 33 million, an X a washed-up ex-rodeo star is hired to bring a young boy from where he is living in Mexico to his father in the United States. That's all for today, folks. Join me next week for the last on-air show of 2021, where I'll be discussing Spider-Man No Way Home the lo- and the long-awaited return to the virtual world of the Matrix. Plus, Rumble gets ready to, well, Rumble on Paramount+. Plus. Daniel Craig's James Bond arrives for his final mission on DVD and much more. So until then, my minions, as always, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots of movies. In theaters, if you can get to them safely, on DVD or on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there. See you soon. Bye.